Hello, and welcome to another Banking Transform Solutions podcast. I'm your host, Jim Maroos, owner and CEO of the Digital Banking Report and co-publisher of the financial brand. In lending, the best offer usually wins. While some consumers still make the decision based on rate, an increasing number base their borrowing decision on the speed and simplicity of the process. S&P Global Market Intelligence expects the U.S. digital lender origination volumes to grow at a compound annual rate of 26% between 2021 and 2025. This is driven mostly by fintech lenders that are making the borrowing process easy and fast. We're fortunate to have Deepak Palomarsetti, co-founder and CEO of CreditSnap, and Tom Allman, Chief Strategy Officer of NASA Federal Credit Union on the Bank and Transform podcast. We'll discuss how the advances in advanced technologies, coupled with strategic deployment of the latest technologies, has disrupted the lending process. The digital lending market and new account opening process is primarily driven by the need for better customer experiences. Banks and non-traditional financial institutions are moving to advanced digital lending and digital counterweaving processes that are flexible and scalable to meet the challenges of technologies, regulations, and consumer demand. The digital lending platform provides a comprehensive and omnichannel credit management solution to meet the ever-changing needs of the borrowers as well as the financial institutions. For both the consumer and the banking organization, Speed and simplicity is a win-win. As mentioned, we have two guests on the show today. First off, we have Deepak Palmarsetti, co-founder and CEO of CreditSnap, and Tom Allman, Chief Strategy Officer of NASA Federal Credit Union. So to start us off today, can you both introduce yourselves and give people a quick overview of your role at your respective organizations? Deepak, we're going to start with you. Sure. Uh, my name is Deepak Palmarsetti. Uh, I started off my career as a technologist working at big banks. And I pivoted to becoming a product owner, primarily in credit cards, uh, with programs like Household Bank, General Motors Credit Card, et cetera. But uh, you know, when I was working at big banks, it always made me think, you know what? I can do whatever we want to do if I had access to engineers and determination to make it happen. So when I started working with my co-founder, actually, and, uh, and he happens to work with a lot of mid-sized banks and credit unions, I realized, you know what, that's not exactly true. Uh, a lot of Main Street financial institutions look to third-party providers for, for digital innovation and banking uh, transformation. And there's a huge gap in what is delivered as innovation, especially in the lending and uh, account opening uh, categories. So that's how CreditSnap came together is to fill those gaps. And uh, here we are. And Tom, how about you at NASA Federal Credit Union? What, give us a little background about yourself and also your role at uh, NASA Federal. Yep. Tom Allman. I'm the uh, Chief Strategy Officer at NASA Credit Union. I've been here, I think it's running on 27 years now. So a little bit of tenure, um, held multiple positions. But right now, Strategy Officer, my primary responsibilities are you know, developing strategies to expand our our market share, um, focused also on growing the balance sheet, both sides of the balance sheet, deposits and loans. Um, product profitability is another uh, area that I focus on. And then the high-level uh, marketing strategies. So Deepak, as I mentioned in my intro, in a digital world, speed is a key determinant in the decision process, especially in lending, as is simplicity. 
Can you elaborate a little bit on how instant offers play into this narrative and why it's so important? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's so important, right? So uh, let me start with the stat uh, to put this in perspective, right? So fintech lenders, when I say fintech lenders, I mean uh, digital lenders that are not credit unions and not banks, right? So like Marcus.com, SoFi, uh, and these fintech lenders, you know, went from 5% market share in personal loans across the country, right? So national uh, personal loan market share, 5% in 2013, to a staggering 49% in 2019. So this is personal loans, high, high margin loans and losing market share and high margin loans is painful. Now, it, it's not stopping there. And the challenge is the same phenomena is playing out in auto loans also. You know, Carvana, Clearlane are good examples. And these market share erosions are not driven by rates. You know, oftentimes we think, okay, lower rates. So they went away, you know, took the market share. That's not true. In fact, fintech lenders actually charge more rates. So the question is, how is this erosion happening and what's driving this erosion? And the simple answer is instant offers. So that whole, you know, what you can call instant culture, right? I mean, you, you, borrowers want to see something right away. So that and together with what we call soft inquiry technology is driving a lot of these erosions and we don't want that to happen. And that's where CritSnap is coming in and saying, look, you know, we want to make the same technology affordable for, uh, you know, uh, institutions of all size and our customer portfolio ranges from, you know, 100 million local bank all the way to 25 billion credit union actually. And, you know, the feedback is consistent across all our customers. Customers love it. When you present an instant offer, especially in this day and age, 2021, instant offers and without that, there is no, you know, gratification in the digital journey. And when, when we talk about digital journey, customers are not looking for, you know, uh, just a digital form. They want instant offers and, uh, and we have to adopt that kind of a digital innovation. So, you know, it's interesting, you talk about <clears throat> how so much of the business has moved to the digital lending. You know, the, as I said in my intro before the actual uh, interview, what we have seen also is there's a 26% con compounded annual growth also plays into this. So it's not just that the fintech organizations have taken a larger and larger share of the overall lending marketplace, but it's also growing. So sticking with you, Deepak, how important are soft inquiries and intuitive automation? How do they rank in the order of prioritization? Sure. You know, I think earlier we talked about instant offers, right? So instant offers is like, you know, a quarterback of the system, right? And then when it comes to the soft inquiry technology, it's like the wide receiver. So you, you need these two and more to, to work together. So what happens is when you add soft inquiry-based experience into the journey, and by the way, what soft inquiry means is for a customer to engage in the lending journey without actually taking a hard inquiry hit. So uh, it lets you evaluate the options, what you have, and if you really like the loan offer, then you can proceed with the lending application towards the, uh, towards the finish line. So this soft inquiry technology makes the instant offers, complements the instant offers and gives it a magical aura and makes it very easy to literally like, you know, uh, to to get to the touchdown faster uh, and 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 close the deal and close that loan because the customer is happy that they're able to see the rates uh, without the, the the credit impact. You know, it's interesting, Pak. Just, just sticking with you again, is that 
one of the beauties of this process is on a mobile app, you could actually offer me something as part of my mobile banking experience that says, by the way, you've been pre-approved. You have a, a, a pre-approval or pre, um, uh, a pre-determination on what a lending process may be. And then you can move from there. And as you said, if you get the consumer engaged on the front end, if you get them engaged from the standpoint of, geez, this sounds good to me, but let me look deeper. This is how all the digital lenders are really moving forward, aren't they? Exactly. And that's exactly, I mean, you know, that kind of an experience instant and make it easy, which is friction-free, right? So these two hand in hand and the results speak, the market share erosion speak actually. So, uh, and I always wondered, you know, why are the main state institutions not able to do it? And, you know, it's 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 not to blame them actually, it's, uh, it's for the solution to be blamed when there's no solution out there and uh, you can't really adopt that technology. So, uh, and that, that's that's where I think it's just very important to, to adopt these technologies, not just to, uh, grow actually, even to defend your market share over the next few years. It's very important to adopt digital innovation way beyond just talking about you know mobile mobile layouts and customizing the experience for mobile mobile uh, devices. I mean that's what digital innovation is uh, is positioned as these days. But uh, digital innovation is a lot more than that. You know, it's interesting, Tom. Um, we see it in many cases when you're looking at innovation, especially in the credit marketplace or in the digital new account opening process. It really gets down to a movement from, let's say, risk avoidance to risk management. That organizations really have to rethink how they view credit, how they view customer inquiries, how they view the use of data to provide types of offers that we're talking about here. So, Tom, what has your experience with soft inquiry technology been at NASA Federal Credit Union? And how do you use this advanced technology, data, and advanced analytics to improve the overall lending process and drive growth at your firm. Sure, yeah. Following on uh, kind of what Deepak was talking about, with you know there was really nobody in the the marketplace that that brought all the tools together, you know, for the institution. So he's saying it wasn't on the it wasn't on the institution; it was on the providers. So we've looked at several of the um, providers over the years in the marketplace. In fact, we we tested one for a short time probably three years ago, but it wasn't driving the results we were looking for. So again, most of them don't seem to have everything in, in one package or all or most of the pieces to the puzzle. Um, so when I'm talking about pieces to the puzzle, it's you know that front-end experience that's already built, you know, front-end consumer experience that's already built out. So we don't have to spend the resources to develop that. So that was a big drawback from some of the others that we you know had evaluated in the marketplace. They didn't have that. And then you have the custom decision decision engine, which a lot of times affords you uh, additional capabilities over what your existing loan origination system may be doing. Um, and then the instant offers obviously a very big piece of the the puzzle as well. But then not just the instant offer, but giving the consumer the option to customize that offer. If they want a you know a different term, different loan amount, being able to customize it during that process. And then um, one of the real big pieces as well was the integration to our existing loan origination system. So as you know, there will be a lot of vendors that say they have integrations in their sales pitch, but when you dig into it, um, the integrations aren't there. And then the last piece we were looking for was the um, like a communication strategy, follow-up communication strategy after the, uh, say, the consumer applies for soft inquiry, 
they see their instant offer, but they choose not to go forward. So having the tools in place to be able to reach back out to those consumers, whether it be via email or text, to see if we can recapture those opportunities. You know, it's interesting, Tom, when you're, you're talking about this, again, it gets down to legacy leadership that's willing to look beyond what was the norm. You know, we always used to say, geez, we, we want to avoid risk. So we're really cautious about these type of inquiries or we're really, really cautious about instant offers. You know, I, I think what we have seen organizationally wise is that those organizations that can get out of their legacy mindset and can look at the potential here, can realize that we're not maybe talking about instant offers that are huge. You know, again, you simply want to get them engaged and say, oh, by the way, if you want more than this, simply push here. And then you have them because you have the engagement starting. The engagement doesn't break off immediately. But when you start to look at this in the context of overall lending process, it really is a move forward. You know, are, are you surprised that more organizations don't do this? And what do you think stands in their way? Yeah, I am surprised, particularly in the, the credit union space and, and the bank space as well, that they don't have these tools. I mean, as Deepak mentioned, it's really those non-traditional uh, players in the market um, that have had this technology out there for years. Um, and it's just the changing expectations of the consumer, um, you know, when it comes to the experience and, and what they're being presented. So I think it's just, you know, being able to find that right provider in the marketplace that can to bring all the pieces to the puzzle together uh, to implement it. You know, it's interesting, Tom, too, because we talk about on, on many of these podcasts, the importance of speed and simplicity and the importance of partnering with a third party provider that can get you there quicker. Is that one of the decisions you made also that instead of building it internally all by yourself, you decided that the way to do this at the speed of digital, as I like to refer to it, the, the, the ability to actually implement and get on the road without a 24 month period was really the importance of why you would work with a third party provider such as such as Credit Snap? Yeah, absolutely. That was a that was a big factor in our decision. Um, years ago we developed our own custom front end to our loan origination system. And with that came a lot of of tech resources and and upkeep to keep that going. Um, but Credit Snap had it uh, you know, built from the ground up. It was ready to implement. We were able to um, again they had the integrations to our loan origination system. So we didn't have to change anything on the back end. So it was minimal impact staff. So it was really, um, you know, customizing, customizing a few screens, setting up the decision engine. But it was a really, you know, fast speed to, to market. So Deepak, from your experience, can data, AI, and intuitive automation be used in areas beyond lending? Uh, can what we're discussing here improve the speed and simplicity of other areas of banking? Oh, for sure. I think uh, there's probably several uh, areas where, you know, similar uh, intuitive experiences uh, can be deployed and optimized for. Uh, you know, where we decided to focus on is origination. So the first touch, right? So when the customer is interacting to start that new relationship, so that's where we've decided to focus. And when when we really think about it, there's really two reasons a, a customer might come to a bank or a credit union to begin with. 
which is either deposit account or lending. And we talked about lending a lot and and deposit account opening is another area where, you know, this there's a huge gap. And I'll take an example. Uh, deposit account opening usually involves, you know, these, you know, four or five major milestones, you know, a data collection, which is application, uh, you know, uh, making sure is this customer eligible to open a bank account because there is a, you know, anti-terrorist, uh, you know, matching, et cetera, behind the scenes. Uh, KYC, know your customer process, which is, you know, taking your driving license or an ID and making sure that you do have a valid ID and it's your ID, right? Uh, signature process number four, and then accepting that first $25, $50, $300, $500 deposit, right? So five, you know, milestones. And I don't know if, uh, if any of us experienced, you know, going all the way till the fifth milestone in a single digital journey, unfortunately not. Well, you can actually see that at the challenger banks today. Uh, it's not like, uh, you know, unknown, but challenger banks probably have a small market share and they're, and they're, you know, making a lot of progress. And the question is, how can this entire five milestones can be automated in a single digital session? And that is exactly where uh, Credit Snap got to right now is a fully, you know, uh, automated platform where a customer can go through those milestones instantly uh, under usually 10 to 12 minutes and uh, and be done with it. Uh, all they need is now that plastic that comes in the mail three days from then and uh, done, done. So absolutely, I think the entire, uh, all these uh, core components are deployed in account opening as well. And that, that's driving a lot of membership growth for, uh, uh, for, our, for our customers. So Deepak, you know, this sounds, I mean, what you're discussing here sounds ultimately logical. It seems like a no-brainer, a mom and apple pie type thing as we talk about sometimes. But not everybody buys. When you're working with financial institutions, what have you seen to be the hurdles that organizations got to get through to say yes? Why, why would people, what are the hesitations that, that organizations have or what are the pushbacks you get sometimes? Because I'm sure there's people that listen to the podcast that go, yeah, but maybe not me. What have you seen out there yeah, it's uh, it's kind of very interesting, Jim. You know, so when I talked about those five milestones, right? It's not like you know, the, you know, there's no technology there. For let's take signatures example, right? I mean, e-signatures have been there forever. So if I talk to a credit union executive, I'll probably hear, oh, we all actually use DocuSign, we actually use eDoc innovations, and but the question is not about technology. I mean, right now, credit unions. I mean, the biggest challenge with credit unions and banks is they have access to a lot of solutions and the lot is the keyword and that is the problem every single solution operates in a silo so how can a credit union or a bank take these you know 20 or forget about 20 five solutions and deliver a cohesive automated experience to the customer they are not equipped to do that and there's nothing out there that can bring these to this, these five, six things together. Forget about 20, right? So I think that, that that's where, you know, the, the gap is right now. It's not the technology. It's a, it's a pulling all these technologies together from a customer perspective. And how do we make it easy to the customer? And, uh, and I think that there's a, there's a lot of room there to, for banks and credit unions to, to take, come in, adopt the technology, uh, deliver that awesomeness to the customers 
and not let their customers go to the challenger banks. You know, the, the digital you know, challenger banks are out there exactly with this construct. Yeah, and, and you know, what's interesting too, Deepak, is that when we do research around account opening and lending, I have not quite figured out what the rationale is, but when we say, what are the hurdles? Why do consumers have to come into a branch to finish a process? One of the first things that they say is e-signatures. And I haven't quite figured out where that logic is, that they have e-signatures, but that's the reason why you have to have come in the branch. It may be that they have e-signatures, but they don't trust them, or whatever it may be. So, you know, you also talk about the ability to to bundle products, you know, and you talk about how data and technology and analytics can help you, you know, deploy against a broad array of services. Can you elaborate a little bit on this capability? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, when when a customer, again, you know, I'll take the deposit account opening experience as a starting point here. Uh, when you walk into the branch, and usually, like you said, people walk into the branch because they think, okay, I can't do everything digitally. I have to go to the branch anyways. Let me just be there, be get done with everything, right? So the goal is how can we change that by taking everything digital? But to, to focus on your question about, you know, what is product bundling? It's all about, you know, a customer comes in for a checking account and giving them the ability to not only open the checking account and probably behind the scenes savings account that's required with their checking account all the time, but to tell the customer, hey, you know what? We also have a money market account for you, or we also have this high yield savings. Instead of the regular savings, you can get a higher rate on the high yield savings. And how do you do that? without a you know uh, without an employee sitting in front of the customer right i mean that's the heavy lifting we talk about in product bundling is how do you educate the customers how do you make it easy for the customers to take not just one product but multiple products and and make that journey easy by you know once they select multiple products the rest of the process is as easy as you know as if they selected just one product uh, so that's that product bundling makes a huge difference in uh, in, in account opening and even at the end of the account opening by saying, hey, by the way, uh, looks like you have a car loan. You know, why don't you refi and save $50 on that car loan, right? So it's about the ability to talk to multiple products in one conversation in a very personalized and relevant way uh, uh, and not making it look like sales, uh, but make it very relevant and technology can do that. So, so Tom, we've talked about why organizations don't buy. So from your organizations, when you're looking at <clears throat> ways to simplify the customer journey, ways to enhance the customer experience, not just in lending, but in all the internal processes and improving the experience for, for members, when you look for a technology partner or solutions partner, what do you look for? Is it speed? Is it simplicity? Is it cost? Is it all the above? And how do you rate how you select the partner that you need? Because when I'm, I've been working with a lot of institutions one-on-one lately, and almost everyone says, I am just buried by my everyday. And, you know, it's hard to even get done what I have to do to keep pace. You know, when you're looking for a partner and you're looking for a technology partner, you're going to bring on board and, and on board. What do you look for as a partner? I'd, I'd probably say just that, like a true partner in the process that can, that can grow with us and willing to make their solution work for how we do business. So we, as most others, maybe, we, we tend to customize things quite a bit. Um, so we find a lot of off-the-shelf solutions don't fit or, or work to how we do business. So, you know, it, it's probably not always going with the biggest player in the space. 
Sometimes it's taking taking that player that you can partner with and you can help shape um, their offering to make it better. So you get in early, and then it's kind of a win win for for both both parties. You know, I, you know, it's interesting too. You're in the marketing area, and I often use the saying: just because you build it doesn't mean they'll come. Doesn't you know? Using the field of dreams analogy. Um, so, so when you've deployed some of the solutions you've discussed at at NASA Federal Credit Union, how do you market them to your members, and and what has been their response? Yeah, with with any of these new programs like this, we kind of take a a test and learn approach with it. So we start rolling it out slow um, to a small subset of our member base. So that way, if if something blows up, you know, we've not uh, harmed the the members or the business process. Um, specifically with Credit Snap, uh, we started with just one product. You know, we could have rolled it out with all of our consumer loan products. Started with just our credit card product, again, to a very small subset of our member base. Then from there, we expanded a little bit further. Then we added advertising on our homepage as a as another touch point. And then eventually we got to a point to where we were changing all of our URLs that were on our website, all pointing over to the Credit Snap solution. And we'll add one of the other um, selling points on the Credit Snap solution. You know, it's 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 a separate platform. So we're able to run the Credit Snap solution on our website as well as our existing front end solution on our website. So it's really a matter of directing the members, you know, to which channel we want to go to. We can evaluate them one against the other. Um, and just really opens up a lot of possibilities um, having that separate solution. You know, it's interesting. That's a great concept is not having to blow up what's already there in order to implement something new. And, you know, I was in uh, Shenzhen, China about a year and a half ago in January of 2020 before everything changed in the world. But one of the things we saw was organizations running multiple cloud universes to test things and being able to test things at the same time they're running their normal processes and not implementing them until they know they work. And what you're talking about is just a version of this, that, that the ability not to destruct what we already have and reorganize the whole process does two things. Number one, it makes us have a better success ratio. But just as importantly, it doesn't disrupt the organization internally for things that people are comfortable for. Because part of this whole process is you have to change the culture of, of credit people, which are legacy of nothing else. And, and to be able to show them how something works, to have them buy in is, is a cultural issue that's pretty important. So Deepak, how does CredSnap help organizations not only with their marketing of the tools that we discussed, but also with analytics and measurement of the results? Sure. so from when it comes to analytics, you know, I, uh, I think, as I said in my introduction, I come from credit cards background. And in credit cards, there is treasure trove of data. And when you run a credit card product, you know, you live and breathe data. And I've been fortunate to have, you know, uh, that experience. So when we were building Credit Snap Ground Surf, and we were very mindful of this because oftentimes we we talk to executive teams and they'll say, hey, we have this awesome SaaS solution. But by the way, getting data out of that SaaS solution is like, you know, uh, pulling my hair. Uh, so we, we've definitely kept that on our mind as we build that out. So when we talk to a customer, uh, you know, we we make sure they they know that they have access to an awesome you know CRM. Uh, they also have access to awesome summarized data reports. You know, ready you know that they can go to on demand and they actually come to your mailbox. 
you know, on a weekly basis with summarized data trends. But more importantly, we actually created a data pipeline that, that you know, like for example, Tom's team has been working on uh, on a way to get at get data real time from from us, so that they can build their data warehouse, and they can actually own the data and analyze the data whenever they want to, as if you have built the system grounds up yourself. So when you build a system yourself, you actually have access to every single data detail. And that is exactly possible with CreditSnap by tapping into what we call our data pipeline APIs and, and get the data over onto your side. And pretty much you can do everything. And this data comes real time too. So there's a different layers of data analysis capabilities built into the platform for for different sizes of institutions uh, so that you know you'll, uh, you'll you'll never feel that you don't have data at your fingertips that's great you know another important question to ask tom is nasa federal is, is not the largest financial institution in the marketplace is a solution like this disruptive to your organization expensive either from a financial or a human resource perspective or is this scalable, I'll say, downstream to, to small organizations? I, I would say it has to be, otherwise you wouldn't have it. But how, how would you look at it from the perspective of saying, you know, both in with regard to Credit Snap, with all your partners, and, and the ability to develop a, a solution that makes it so you can do what the big boys are doing to say, to make a thing? Sure. Yeah, on the, on the point you had there about, you know, not disrupting the, the back-end solutions, that was one of the the key selling points on Credit Snap. So it's really just, you know, layering the front end consumer experience, um, making that better. So that was up front. And then that information just flows or integrates into our back office um, loan origination system. So there was really no impact to our current lending business. Um, you know, lending employees didn't have to make any changes. Technology department didn't have to do any heavy lifting. It was all with... Um, Credit Snap and how they built the the solution. Um, from an expense standpoint, not not overly expensive. It's a a paper funded loan model. You do have the the cost associated with a soft inquiry that that fee goes to the uh, credit bureau. But from a human perspective, like I mentioned, Credit Snap does most of the the heavy lifting and allows us to stay focused on um, our day to day operations. So finally. If you had to give one piece of advice to our listeners who are keen to take action on improving digital lending process or new account opening process at their organizations, what would this be and where should they start? I'll start with you, Tom. Sure. Obviously, many areas to focus on, but I think the big one in today's environment is the consumer experience. Um, you know, the experience that the non-traditional players have been able to deliver, as well as the uh, expectations from the consumer. Those things have changed a lot uh, here recently. Um, and it's really those non-traditional players that are starting to grab a lot of the market share. And that's that's the competition you're up against. So uh, you need, I think you need to focus on that area as a, a primary responsibility. So Deepak, from your perspective, what would be the area where they should an organization should start? And how do they improve the process? Absolutely. Uh, so I think, you know, there's a, you know, since COVID, especially, there's a lot of, uh, you know, banks and credit unions that have started on this digital transformation angle. And if you are putting a lot of money into it, but when you're putting a lot of money into it, you need to figure out, am I just doing this 
like for mobile layouts of the application or am i truly disrupting you know my uh, my and and then delivering digital true digital transformation i call it true digitization actually so everything we talked about today might seem impossible and it seems impossible to a lot of customers that we talk to but believe me it is possible you just need to find the right players out there and partner with them like exactly how tom and team did it so i think you you know i i would like for you know most institutions out there to think out of the box and uh, and believe that they can actually deliver the same experiences that the fintech uh, providers and the challenger banks are able to deliver it is possible today than before you know tom deepak thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing your examples of how organizations can really turbocharge their lending process for personals, for car loans, and even improve the customer experience from a digital transformation perspective with regard to new account openings. Um, I really appreciate the time you took to share some of your insights and to give our listeners an idea for how they may, as I said, turbocharge their lending process in uh, 2022. Thank you. Been a pleasure, Jim. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Banking Transform Solutions a new banking podcast that focuses on innovative solutions for the financial institution. We would like to thank CreditSnap, the sponsor of today's show. If you're a solution provider, why don't you discuss how you can help bankers and credit unions solve the major marketplace challenges? Drop me an email, we'd love to help. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thank you to our producer, Leah Longbreak, audio engineer, Sean Rule Hoffman, and video producer, Will Pritz. I'm your host, Jim Roos. Until next time, remember, consumers are increasingly changing the base of decisions in banking, placing greater emphasis on speed, simplicity, and empathy. Welcome to Don't Retire, Graduate, the podcast that asks you what you want to be when you grow up so you can graduate into retirement with a purpose and a passion, whether you're 25, 85, or any age in between. Gain actionable financial and mindset tips from your favorite authors, podcasters, and influencers to help you reach that exciting next chapter. Listen now and start building your path to financial freedom and reframing what retirement can mean to you. This is your host, Eric Brotman, reminding you, don't retire, graduate.